Next on BYU Sports Nation, watch and learn. It's watch list season, and BYU quarterback Zach Wilson finds himself on the outside looking in at the O'Brien Award candidates. Why he's right where he wants to be. Madden ratings are out for the Cougars in the NFL. What ratings did Saints Swiss Army Knife Taysom Hill get? Plus, fresh off stealing attention at the NBA Summer League, Elijah Bryant joins us to discuss what's next for him in pro hoops. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying this Wednesday, July 17th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who I could work 50 years with. Sometimes it feels that way. He is Jerem Jordan. Been almost six years. Yeah. Um, the face app. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> So here's our version of it. Here's what we are going to look like. We've uh, we will tweet this out for the radio audience, the audio audience. We, I, I'm your hair has stayed the same. I think that's pretty impressive. I remember our first mm. episode. Like if we're still here at that age, I really question who's running things here. Like, <laughs> the question is, what? how old are we in those pictures? I think it's at least twelve years. Yeah, like that's in thirty years, right? Yeah. 40, you would you would 40 think like maybe in the seventies. I, I would say I, yeah. We look like we're in our eighties there, maybe nineties. <laughs> and today, yeah, we're re- look at we're really old there. And Lavelle Edwards Stadium still looks good, right? How many years does the Face app add? By the way, when we took this photo, top button down. This was that was a long time ago. It's been that I th- long. I think we need to take some updated photos. We need to do the Face app thing again with yeah. an updated. Jerem's top button is buttoned. Yeah. Uh, situation going right. on. Okay. Right. So let's, let's, uh, perhaps we can get uh, <laughs> our uh, team on that. <laughs> let's get them on it. Hey, team, on it. get on it. Top button. Just take a still frame of this picture right here. Yes. Do it for Jerem. Loaded show lineup once again. Elijah Bryant. I remember him. Stealing some attention in the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas with Miliwake. At least for a night. Is it enough to get him? an opportunity in a better league or maybe the NBA or Elijah the G League. He was first team all Israel. He was great. Good player. Yeah. Between the Lines discusses something that is a mystery of mysteries. Mm-hmm. The BYU Sports Nation karma. Is it real? Is it real? They explore that. And Madden ratings are out. Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army Knife. Is he too high, too low, or just right? And what about what a guy like courage? Kyle Van Noy? KVN does it again. <laughs> we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Davey O'Brien Award watch list for best college quarterback announced yesterday. BYU Zach Wilson not on the list. Matt. 2019 BYU football opponents. It's the BYU Sports Nation. Is it? JT Daniels from USC and Jordan Love of Utah State do make the list, though Jerem's number one ranked quarterback in his 10 for 10 list. Jacob Eason of Washington also did not make the list, nor did Utah's Tyler Huntley. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is the first time in independence BYU has not had a quarterback named to the Davey O'Brien Award watch list in back-to-back seasons. 
Well, Tanner Mangum didn't deserve it going into last year. And it's only a 30-man squad. I thought it was going to be like 50. 50? Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that Zach's not on it. More on that in a moment. BYU men's basketball will play at Utah December 4th, according to the Salt Lake Tribune. The Cougars lead the series 131 to 128, depending on who you ask. That's the BYU side of it, of course. And beat Utah by 15 last season in Salt Lake City. Remember this dunk from Yoli Childs? Back to TJ on the stripe, extended right. Drop it downstairs to Yo, short corner right. Back to Haas on the wing, everything right side. TJ will penetrate the baseline. Give to Yo, Yo drives to the oh, rim. Oh, man alive! Cocks the hammer and throws it down with the right hand. Oh. Leaning back. The Mercy. left and the finish. That's just an appetizer of what could be the entree this fall. He's back. Representing BYU baseball in AAA, Brennan Lund went four for seven with two runs batted in and a doubleheader for the Salt Lake Bees against the Sacramento River Cats yesterday. The Bees taking the first game 12-5, losing the second game 8-6. Lund has two or more hits in seven of his last ten games. Okay. He rolling. On the season, Lund hitting 266 with eight home runs, 46 runs batted in. Not bad, not bad. He's not going to overtake the center fielder who starts for the Angels, but perhaps another position. Well, that guy makes $400 million, so. <sighs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the United States women's volleyball team lost in three sets to Japan at the U-20 World Championships in Mexico. Sophomore middle blocker Heather Knighting scored four points in the match. The U.S. plays Poland, 9 Eastern tonight. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. No BYU quarterback on the Davey O'Brien Award watch list in back-to-back seasons. Oh, my goodness. Really, it's not that big of a deal. But maybe the big deal is that BYU's opponents only feature two quarterbacks on that list. Jerem, what is more surprising, Zach Wilson not being in that list of 30 quarterbacks or only two quarterback foes being on the list first uh i thought zach wilson would make it if it's a 50 man i think he makes it 30 eh, he probably doesn't make it he started seven games exactly he had good stats but it's just kind of low volume so it's all good the fact that only two are on there though that's fine the reason jacob eason or that's more surprising to me is that there's only two jacob eason of washington was my number one quarterback in 10 in 10 yesterday because He's kind of off the radar. He was at Georgia. He redshirted last year. He was injured his sophomore year, and then he sat out last year with a redshirt. He hasn't played a full, regular, good season in two years. It's like he went on a mission trip or something. That's why he's not on it. Tyler Huntley, I thought, could have potentially made it, right? It was, uh, it was Jordan Love, and it was uh, of Utah State, and it was JT Daniels of USC. The USC quarterback will always be on it. Um, USC is akin to UCLA in that they're always going to be in the mix, right? Notre Dame always going to be in the mix, whether they deserve it or not. So I'm a little bit surprised. 23% of all its college football is repped in the list, 30 out of 130, right? Um, 17% of BYU's foes were repped. So that number a little lower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. 12. It's surprising to me that only two BYU opponent quarterbacks are on this list. Tyler Huntley, not on the list. Jacob Eason, not on the list. And Huntley played nine games last year. Right, So he was out for four. We know more about Tyler Huntley than we know about Zach Wilson at BYU. So I wasn't that surprised to see Zach because he played essentially half of a season. Like There's not a ton there. Yeah, I don't think he quite deserves to be on the list. I think he will be on the list in the next two years. Had he beaten Utah or beaten Boise State, maybe Zach Wilson is on the list. Perhaps. I'm not sure it would have made that big of a deal because they're looking at stats. They're not looking at like... Record as a starter per se. It's really small JT sample Daniels size. Was 
five and six as a starter? Like, the record didn't matter. It said he's at USC. Yes, USC was, prestige matters. Uh, highly recruited out of high school. Sample size and the fact that Zach Wilson took over for Tanner Mangum halfway through the season. That's why he's not there. BYU was seven and six. If BYU wins nine games, now we're talking. That's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. if they beat Boise State and beat Utah. And it's like, right. oh, who is this kid? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of them, probably not. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's probably on the list, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I think he's right where he wants to be. Like, can we keep Zach Wilson off the radar a little bit? I, I'm okay with this. Well, right now, yeah, right now he shouldn't be a big deal. I'm okay like, with that. What, what is Zach Wilson is a big deal to us because we think he had a good freshman year. Freshman year is graded on a curve. It always is. We go, oh, he's good for a freshman. James Empey, Brady Christian, oh, good for freshman, right? And as Jeff Grimes told us on the set on Media Day, well, now once you become a sophomore, now you're graded with everybody else. This isn't uh, on a curve anymore. As a freshman, we go, well, this means that you'll be good if you did it right out of the gate. That doesn't always mean that. We hope it does. But I think Zach Wilson could be a very good quarterback, and he could be on the Davey O'Brien two times the next year. If Tyler Huntley is a top 30 quarterback when all is said and done, then Utah just might win the Pac-12. Whoever has the best quarterback out of Washington and Utah over the season is going to win the Pac-12. Justin Herbert's probably the best quarterback in the Pac-12. He plays for Oregon. Yeah, they're in the mix too. Yeah, we shall see. And uh, I'm I'm very excited about uh, our next topic. Um, we've heard varying <laughs> opinions and projections and lines about BYU's win total. And they're not done yet. Range, yeah, they won't go lower than this. So ranging from five and a half, what a line out of Vegas, right? From Bill Hill, whoever that is, no relation to Taysom, all the way up to eight wins, right? We've heard that. So what's more likely for BYU, five wins or eight wins? Oh, uh, it's eight wins, Jeremy. It's not close. I just do not see any way possible that this BYU team only wins five games. It would take a significant catastrophe yeah. for BYU to only win five games. That'd be bad. Uh, heads would roll, right? Yes. We were talking about significant changes that would take place if that happened, but it's not going to happen. BYU would have to start 0-4 to go through a season with probably only five wins. That hasn't yeah. happened in 55 years. And it's not going to happen this year. If BYU starts 0-4, we will panic in that way. Oh, my goodness. It will be DEFCON 1. Yeah, but I see BYU winning at least one, if not two. I don't see BYU winning three. If they do start 3-1, and one, it's different than last year because you don't have a McNeese in there. BYU, BYU wins 40% of their Power 5 games in a season on average. Therefore, they're winning one or two. They're going to win one or two. Historically trending, right? Each season is different. Each team is different, but... This is what history kind of tells us. It doesn't mean that's how it's going to play out, but there's no. too much experience and talent on the offensive line and in the defense alone for BYU to not win at least six games. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, and that would skew more to five, right? Uh, eight. Yeah, I'm with you. It's more likely. It's more to likely eight. eight. I think the the closer we get to the season, perhaps the more blue Kool Aid I'm consuming, perhaps it's the same Kool Aid that. Luke Skywalker consumed in episode four. It was like the blue milk or whatever. I think that I'm drinking more of that as I go, oh, I think eight's possible. But I think eight will require winning at least two in the first four because then BYU can go six and two. I think expecting BYU to go to seven and one, go seven and one in the final eight is ambitious given where BYU is playing, who BYU is playing. Certainly possible, but you got to give yourself a game or two to have kind of an off day and then you survive it. The 84 team didn't blow everybody out. Every good team has to win close games most of the time on the road. 
even Alabama and Clemson, they play. Cl- there's that one game where they have to come back and someone misses a field goal or whatever, or they lose. Like Clemson has lost and still rebounded to come back. Alabama at Ole Miss, blah blah blah. Texas A&M, Clifton. You lose. You're gonna lose games. It's just how many. Then there's this little caveat, and we should probably clarify: this is in the regular season that we are talking. Yeah, about. I I never like projecting the bowl game because I don't know who BYU's playing. How in the world am I supposed to project whether they win that game? Because some people say, well, BYU's going to have an extra chance to get that eighth win because they're going to get a thirteenth game with the bowl game. Yeah, in the regular season, right? And hopefully BYU goes nine in the reg and then adds one, right? And it all starts on August 29th. Countdown to the Utes. 43 days. David Nixon, number 43. One of the all-time quarterback sack leaders in Mountain West Conference history. My favorite play from David Nixon. He had 43 tackles for loss, by the way. Was a pick six against Wyoming in 06 right? Was it? He, he gets into the end zone and there's not a ton of room to like landing area there. He is flying up the tunnel. Like he's, and then he is just stoked, man. It was an (laughs) awesome play. Yes. Speaking of favorite plays from uh, our guy, David Nixon, mine has to be the forced fumble against TCU. When he, the first big win after the apostasy known as Oh, two, three, four. Yes. In 06, yeah. that, that BYU was 1-2. TCU was ranked. They're that like top 15. everything. Yeah. BYU wins that game. That was on Versus, bro. Yes, it you was. remember that channel? Oh, I remember Versus. Versus? Maybe Versus will broadcast what we're about to talk about now, which is... <laughs> Everybody's going to be broadcasting this. A trend that is taking the nation by storm. Well, storm's the right word. A Facebook group called Storm Area 51... They can't stop all of us. I'm in this Facebook group. Is a real thing. At last check, over 1.2 million people said they were attending this event. September 20th, 3 (laughs) a.m. I said I'm attending. I don't actually plan on that. I just want the U.S. government to know that. Are you kidding me? Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us? This is going viral on social media with tactics of how you should run. and Yeah, you should send all the Kyles from this way over, right? All the Susans <laughs> from over here. The Air Force has responded, Jerem. Oh, they'll respond. The Air Force it's- has responded and said, we think this is a very bad idea. We're ready to defend any sort of storm situation. Okay. <laughs> They're going to find aliens in there. Is Roswell going to be explained? Let's see them a- aliens. Where you at? Now, if there were a BYU Sports Area 51, we wanted to know the secrets. We're going to storm it. We're going to find out what's going on. Area 84. What secrets would you find in the BYU Sports version of Area 51? Who's behind the BYU schedules? That's what I want to know. (laughs) Also, the conspiracy of the NCAA trying to sabotage BYU's attempts at shaking up college football. Okay, okay. 84, Robbie Bosco gets hurt. BYU still wins the game, wins the national title. <laughs> 96, BYU plays 15 games, still wins 14 of them, finishes top five. And the referees tried to mess it up in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. 01, Luke Staley's injury versus Mississippi State that kept BYU from being the first BCS buster. Okay? Didn't get into the Fiesta Bowl. And I wonder if there's a clone of a healthy, uninjured Taysom yes. Hill that they kept in yes. there from 2012 to 2016. He's in Carbonite. That Yeah, he's Han Solo or something. Yeah. <laughs> Chewy! 
Okay, here's what I think you will find in the Area 51, along with Jerem's version of healthy version of Taysom Hill. Maybe the healthy version of Taysom Hill is playing in the NFL. Yeah, they they let him out. They took him out of the Carbonite. Madden doesn't agree, but... (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that in just a few minutes. And then going back to the 1996 conspiracy, the documents from a certain Texas governor that disallowed BYU from getting into the Big 12. We would finally know why BYU did not get the invite to a Power 5 conference after that magical season. It was a Baylor alum. We know the answer. What was said? What was said in those meetings? Written. She could convince others to not invite BYU at the peak. 14-1, and their best season, arguably outside of the national championship. What door is opening? I have no idea. The door to answers? It is It is strange. Okay. What would you find in the BYU Sports version of Area 51? Area 84. So How about the conspiracy theory that NBA coaches and general managers were all against Jimmer for debt? <laughs> uh. Can't wait to hear your responses. Hashtag BYUSN. Let's keep it rolling. Coming up, is the BYUSN karma real? Between the Lines explores this controversial subject. And Elijah Bryant takes a mini break from his professional summer league ventures to join us. What's next for him in pro hoops? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The best of BYU Sports Nation is a new version of the show, two hours. Airs Saturday at noon Eastern on BYU Radio. Also shows up on the podcast feed featuring the best convos and interviews each week on BYU Radio or the podcast feed. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play continues alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We are preparing to storm Area 51. But before that, we're going to welcome on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline a man who was scorching the Nevada area in the NBA Summer League, Elijah Bryant with us. Eli, welcome back to the show. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great, and it was fun to watch you play with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks Summer League team. Uh, in your words, how would you sum up your performance and assess what you did with the Bucks over the summer? I think it was good. I think I just took advantage of the opportunity that they that they gave me, and um the coaches and the, the, my teammates gave me confidence and um, allowed me to do what I do. So, 14 points a game on 53% shooting in 23 minutes is really efficient. Obviously, July 8th, you had the 31-point game, which was awesome. Um, do you feel like you could have played much better than that? That's pretty efficient. Uh, it was really, I mean, obviously, I look for areas to correct, you know, because uh, I was playing the point guard at times. So, um, just learning where I can find guys and get other guys open and kind of facilitate a little bit more. So um, there's always ways to improve, I feel like. Eli, I know it's only four games and not much time has elapsed since you finished the NBA Summer League, but what kind of opportunities to go and do something else professionally has this opened up for you? Yeah, I think it's opened up uh, a lot of doors. Those doors I really don't know yet because everyone's still trying to figure out everything with the offseason free agency moves. As you guys know, it's been kind of a crazy summer and there's still a lot of guys available as well so I'm just kind of waiting it's kind of a waiting game now but I feel like I've done everything I really could so um everything's kind of in, in their hands 
Was it a one-year deal in Israel, so you're completely open, or is going back to Israel an option? Oh, well, technically going back, I could go back, but uh, most likely I won't be going back there. Describe to us your one year there. You were first team all league, which was awesome. Amari Stoudemire is in the league, a guy that people knew from the NBA, obviously. But uh, you were first team all league. You had a, a tremendous season, I guess. Describe what it was like to play in that league and live in Israel. Yeah, I mean, living wise, it was amazing. I mean, uh, my wife and I, we lived in uh, the southernmost part of Israel, uh, a lot, Israel. Um, five minutes from the beach, it's a vacation town for all the Israelis. So it's super easy for. Living wise, basketball wise, you take you get an adjustment just because it's different. It's more physical. Um, you have to deal with you know stickers on the floor. It's not the facilities like BYU per se. So you kind of take those things for granted when you're at BYU. But in terms of basketball, basketball is basketball. I mean, pretty much anywhere. There's a little bit of tweaks here and there, but other than that, I really enjoyed it and obviously I flourished in it. So. We've heard about flares and cigars with Panathinaikos in Greece where Jimmer's going to play. Did you have anything crazy like that in Israel? Um, Yeah. So, like, what our fans would do to kind of get the attention of the other fans, they would start the game, and then they would take toilet paper and throw it all over the floor. So, like, right when the game would start, they would take it and throw it all over the floor, and then, like, so most of the time I would end up start picking it up just so we could start the game faster. (laughs) Just right away? Like, ball tip, toilet paper on it? ball tips and they just throw it right on the floor and the refs don't get mad or anything because it's just like they're so used to it so. <laughs> yeah. was it t- double ply single ply what are we talking about here Eli? no nah, it was the cheap one the single, the single one so, yeah that's one of yeah. the stranger things i've ever heard from a professional basketball circuit was that the craziest thing you saw over there if not what was it well, at, we were playing uh maccabi tel aviv and and that's like one of the best teams in israel and I was asking one of the another Americans, I'm like, why? Like, why did? Cause me, I'm thinking, like, why do they do this? We, I, I'm picking it up. Like, they're hurting the team, you know. And they're like, they just want to. They want the other team to know that they're here, you know. And that was probably one of the craziest things I saw. I mean, I've seen, I saw fights in the stands. There was one time another team was playing, and one of the fans punched the trainer in the back of the head. So, like, it gets pretty wild over there. <laughs> I, so you don't recommend that BYU students throw toilet paper on the court against, say, Gonzaga. You're, you're saying don't do that, right? Or what are you nah, saying? I'm say, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that's not a good look for BYU <laughs> at all. <laughs> what, what was it like to live in Israel? Obviously, uh, you know, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that's always like a wannabe destination to go see, obviously, where Jesus lived and was and everything. So what was that like to be over there and, and see some of those sites? Yeah, it was it was super exciting. We took advantage of it. I mean, we visited every site we could besides Bethlehem because that was um, Palestinian territory, and it's just a it's a whole lot to get over there. You can't take your car. Um, but in terms of visiting sites, we yeah, like I said, we visited most of them. Um, the only hard part was that we only took, partook of sacrament twice because our closest branch was three hours away, and then. The next closest one was Jerusalem. So that was the only hard part, I would say, about living-wise. And then other, the other hard part would probably be grocery shopping. That was, like, really hard at first because they're kosher. So, like, trying to find stuff is already hard because you, you don't know what they're saying. But then trying to find, like, the meat you want in a certain area and stuff like that. So You have endured and succeeded. And uh, we, it was really fun to watch your career progress over there. But like you said, you plan on not being in Israel next season. You're going to clearly have several options, whether that's, again, playing overseas or if it's an opportunity in the NBA or the G League. 
give us your best idea of where you think you'll be playing professional basketball in your next opportunity. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wish I knew, right? I mean, that's just like everyone asks, like, the main question I'm answering these days is, what's next? What's next? And I'm kind of like, you know just as much as I do. You know? Like, I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting here waiting just like you guys are. So I like to call it, like, for me, it's organized chaos, you know? Like, you know something's going to come, but you don't know when, you know? So I just kind of stay ready. So in terms of, like, ideally, I, obviously NBA would be ideal, but there's so many great options overseas that haven't come yet that I know will come. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. You said on our show multiple times, I will play in the NBA. What's the best way to be in position to do that? Is it the G League, which doesn't pay as much, but you're uh, one step away, right, from maybe getting on a a team? Or is it going overseas and making more money and still playing great ball and having a great life? See, I think it depends on who you are, you know, because overseas is for everyone. Um, For me, it was a lot easier having my wife over there. But for people who might get homesick, it might not be the, the route for them. So me personally, um, overseas worked out. But for someone, it might be G League. And you got to understand it's two different games of basketball, you know. Overseas is very, very physical, whereas G League is more skill set. You know, you're not going to go to hack. There's certain things that are different about the game. But both ways are great options. How have you gotten better as a professional basketball player from the time you were at BYU? Because you did a lot of things well at BYU. Yeah, I think someone asked me that the other day. I said, I don't know how much skill-wise I've gained. I've gained a little bit of things, but I think I've come to know my game better, which really counts when you get on the court. So the biggest thing I focused on during summer league is just doing what I do well. Don't try to be something I'm not, you know. I think um, playing in Israel kind of allowed me to do that, and the things that I do do well, keep doing them and try to do them harder and better every single time. What do you think of what's happening at BYU uh, since you left? Dave Rose retires, Mark Pope and his staff come in, Yoli Childs returns, Jake Toulson's back. Uh, I guess there's a lot of juice here now. Yeah, I was up there yesterday, and I was watching them practice, and um, they got a lot of energy going. Coach Pope is doing some amazing things over there, and I, I see why people are excited. He has tons of energy, and, and he's um, – doing really well with the guys and bringing everyone together. And they have some really key pieces with, like you said, Yoli, Jake, TJ, Nick, all those guys. And seeing Gavin, I saw Gavin, he looks like he's put on 20 pounds and Zach looks stronger. And everyone's just putting in a lot of work, especially Dalton and all those guys. Did you play pickup with him? I did not. This is, this is for me, this is my time to rest. I've been going since last summer with pre-draft stuff. So I'm kind of giving my body a rest because I got back from <laughs> Israel on a Thursday, and I was in Milwaukee on a Monday. So it's my, I've been going full speed. Jeremy and I kind of feel like now that Yoli Childs is back and with everything that's happened, this feels like an NCAA tournament team or a team that should get back there after a four-year absence. Where do you stand on expectations for BYU basketball next year? Yeah, I think everyone wants to put that you know NCAA tournament on them. But I think the biggest thing for them is they, they just have to focus on the task at hand and the game at hand. You know, I think – that's the biggest thing that helped me overseas and with this whole process is don't get too caught up in that big picture. If they focus on every single game and buy into what Coach Pope is telling them to do, then they'll be right where they want to be, which I think is the NCAA tournament, you know. Any BYU fans show up in uh, Vegas to support you with the Bucks? Yeah, there was, there was a few. There's actually BYU fans in Israel, too. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. Some, some students at the One, BYU Jerusalem Center made it over. <laughs> One, uh, it was when I was playing in, I think, Ertzalia. 
some fans came with their daughters and cheerleaders outfits, and so I was like, wow, the fans are everywhere. It is, awesome. a, it is a worldwide brand. Eli, it's great to talk to you, true. man. Congratulations on all of your success uh, in Israel and with uh, the NBA Summer League and the Milwaukee Bucks. We can't wait to see what happens next. Let's talk again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. You got it. Elijah Bryan on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He didn't just go to Israel. He was first team all league. So he did really well. Uh, I thought he fared well in the Summer League, as we chronicled. 14 points a game on 53% shooting, 50 from the NBA three-point line. Obviously had that 31-point game. I, I think he's going to have an opportunity to play somewhere. I'm excited to see where he goes. Yeah, yeah. Where is Eric Mika going? Um, I, I'm excited to see these guys overseas. BYU's produced some good players overseas. And now we're seeing Brandon Davies is basically on one of the best teams in the world outside the NBA. On the Yankees of the Euro League. Yeah, Barcelona that might be able to beat the Suns. Who knows, right? Um, Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that's the super team. It's exciting. It's exciting to see those guys thrive. Yes, we want them in the NBA, but there, there are other opportunities out there. Yeah, are we going to see Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant and Brandon Davies and Jimmer Fredette all playing in the Euro League? Perhaps. I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Mika's back. I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Mika was in the G League. You can make more money elsewhere, but the G League means you're one step away, right? Yeah, so, who, made, so a bigger, who made a bigger splash in the Summer League, Eric Mika or Elijah Bryant? Yeah, because they both played really yeah. well. I think, I think Eli did, but Eric had a really good Summer League as well. Okay, coming up, Madden ratings are out. Who's the highest-rated Cougar in the game? But first, where does the BYU Sports Nation karma come from? When did it originate? Do you believe in it? Is it real? Between the Lines tries to answer all of those questions next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. If you missed our headlines the first go-around, pay attention now because we're doing it again. The Davey O'Brien Award watch list for best college quarterback announced yesterday. Zach Wilson of BYU not selected. However, two BYU football opponents' quarterbacks are on the list. JT Daniels of USC and Jordan Love of Utah State. Not Jacob Eason, Jerem's number one ranked quarterback on his 10-10 and 10 list. And Tyler Huntley from Utah also not on that list. Yeah, Eason hasn't played in like two full years. I get that one. After this year, though, he'll be on it. BYU men's basketball will play at Utah December 4th, according to the Salt Lake Tribune. Cougars lead the series 131-128, to depending on who you ask. BYU beat Utah by 15 last season in the Salt Lake. Brennan Lund on a tear in AAA baseball, the former Batcat. Four for seven with two runs batted in and a doubleheader for the Salt Lake Bees yesterday against the Sacramento River Cats. He has two or more hits in seven of his last ten games. He's hitting 266 with eight home runs and 46 runs batted in on the season. But, I mean, what a stretch. At BYU Statsman, since May 28th, he's batting 354, slashing 412, 625 as well. Five homers, 30 RBI. So he's crushing it. He's crushing it. And the United States women's volleyball team lost in three to Japan at the U-20 World Championships in Mexico. Sophomore middle blocker Heather Knighting scored four points in the match. The U.S. plays Poland, 9 Eastern tonight. There are some of you who have always been believers since the introduction of the BYU Sports Nation karma. And some, no matter what happens, you're not buying into it. Well, listen, today in this moment, we're not here to try and convince you because we feel like the evidence is already out there. It should speak for itself. Mm -hmm. But how did BYU Sports Nation karma actually begin? And what are some of the most magical moments that make us say, Okay, it has to be real. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. 
Robinson oh, deep well. down the left field line. And this Let's game be. is tied up. Holy cow. Halford. It's a red hot start and it's seven to six. 26 for Halford. Phillips and it bounces into the goal! When did the BYU Sports Nation karma start? Scholars have researched this for a long time. Our best answer to this is in the Big Bang, that something emerged from that that has stayed throughout time and space that we have somehow summoned and bottled in a meaningless way for Brigham Young University Athletics. So we started to notice a trend in the fall of 2013 that when we would have guests on the show, the next game or performance that they would have, they would kind of play out of their minds. Well, this goes back to the radio days, and it was just kind of a weird thing, and it was Skylar Halford. Now, nothing against Sky, because good ball player. Just, he, wasn't, he was having just an all right year, and when he comes on the show, the next thing you know, I think it was 28 points the next night in the basketball game, just goes off, and all of a sudden we're like, wait, did something just happen? When Skylar Halford, this eighth man on the basketball team scored 28 points in a must-win game against San Diego. I thought, now wait a minute, that's weird. Like, no question about it. Like, when that happened, I knew that the karma was a very real thing. Then we looked backwards and thought, Jamal Williams did have 182 yards rushing against Texas the week he came on the show. Jen Hampson was one block shy of a triple-double the week she came on the show. So all of a sudden we started to add these up and figure out, wait, maybe there's something special. The moment that really popped though was Busy Phillips in a one nothing soccer game scores the only goal from 55 yards out the day of or the day before she was on the show. So I thought, this isn't just weird, this is something real. Who came up with the word karma? I don't know, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I honestly don't even remember who termed it the BYU Sports Nation karma. And someone just, I think it might have been just a listener who t tweeted in and said, hey, there's a trend here, there's karma. I don't consider myself a superstitious guy. Uh, signs, miracles, sure, whatever. Karma, eh. After about a year and a couple of crazy things, Oh, I believe. There's a Santa Claus, and there's BYU Sports Nation karma. No doubt. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't think I can buy in. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I buy into all of this karma business. You don't believe in the karma? Are all these evidences not enough for you? <laughs> Are all these coincidences? Yay, signs. Verily, verily, Lauren. Okay, Lauren. Um... Should we list out 10 other incredible, miraculous experiences? Like I said, how much time do you need? I wish we could use it to heal the world in a better way. But for now, we're giving BYU athletes better luck. Bigger than Jerem, it's bigger than Spencer, it's bigger than me, it's bigger than the show, it's bigger than the university. It might be bigger than the universe. I, I don't know. There might be just someone, something, some being that sits there and just... Karma for you, karma for you, karma for you. I don't know. 
it's time that you join the karma train. Yeah. And when, it, and when it doesn't happen, we conveniently don't mention it. <laughs> but more often than not, yeah, it's it pretty, does it's, happen. It's pretty wild, right? It Coming does up, happen. Madden ratings are out. Who got hosed? And where does Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, for that matter, land in the Madden ratings for Madden 20? This is BYU Sports Nation. Are you a believer? Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This program's on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. Our question of the day welcomes you back to BYU Sports Nation. It is... What secrets would you find in the BYU sports version of Area 51? What are you going to storm and find? (laughs) Justin Young answers on Facebook. The secret agreement between BYU and the team to the north for them to beat us to help their Pac-12 chances. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Is this also from Justin Young? But what would we really be looking for? We already have a national championship and a Heisman winner. Neither of which that more northern team has. Oh, oh. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that we have those. We talked about last uh, week, would you give up the national title for Power 5 inclusion? I would give up, like, everything we have for that. That's way better. Yeah, I, and I, I said I, it yesterday. I think it's going to take something drastic. Like, take no money for two or three years. And then take lots of it. And then take lots of money. Yeah. I, I don't know. Something Something drastic. All right, it's time, Jerem. Madden ratings are out for all of the National Football League players, including those representing BYU at the next level. Too high, too low, or just right, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Okay, we're going to take a look at those specific BYU Cougars, and you decide too high, too low, or just right. Who's first? You want to go first you want me to go first? Yes, Ziggy Ansah, 80. I think that's fair. And I think he's going to be better than that if he can stay healthy. But because the health is a concern, I think it can't be higher than 80 right now. 80's pretty high for a guy that's been banged up recently. Uh, but he plays for my Seahawks, so 80's awesome. I love him. Kyle Van Noy, 77. I would go higher. Uh, one of the leading tacklers for the best team in the NFL. Also had two touchdowns last year. He also has two Super Bowl teams. rings. Yeah, it doesn't mean it should be high just because of the rings. But, yeah, 77, I think it's a little low. I'd put him in the end. Given his response on social media, I think Kyle well, feels strongly that it is too low. He's always going to be opinionated. But, but. Yeah, he should be a little bit higher. Jamal Williams, 76. Probably fair because he plays with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay just chucks the ball a lot. So how much of an opportunity is Jamal Williams going to get to show that he's better than 76? Yeah, I think it's probably a fair rating. He he is a, has a speed of 88 in the game. Okay. I think Jamal's fast. I don't think he's 88 fast. I'd put him in the 80s, but 88 feels real fast. Fred Warner, I think after his, his strengths are elsewhere. rookie season, 74. Not bad for the rook. Yeah, I think that's a solid rating for Fred. He can only go up from here, I think. Acceleration, 89. How about that? Michael Davis of the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. A 72 overall. His that's speed. That's really high. His speed at a 92. You think 72 is high for Michael Davis? I little, think it's fair. A little high. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. Because Daniel Sorensen's a 70. Okay, no, I think that's, that's low. way low. I think that's way too low. Yes, way I think low. Daniel should be mid to high 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah around the, he's a starting safety on, on one of the top five teams in the league. Granted, the Chiefs gave up a ton of points last year on defense. That's true. Never mind. You're right. 70s right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I still think it should be mid-70s for Daniel Sorensen. Yone, Taki Taki, hey, 70. Yeah. The same as Daniel Sorensen. And that's where I'm like, too low for Daniel. Yeah, I, I think Sione's probably a 70, but Daniel Sorensen should be higher. So I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it's kind of weird. And perhaps the final one is the most egregious of all. And there are others. We're not mentioning them all. But. Taysom Hill, a 56. What? That is a load of grade A baloney. 56? He's a 67 in strength. Has Have you seen a photo of this man? He is 167 in strength. What are we doing? Just because he uh, is a utility player doesn't mean he can't be in the 70s. Come on. I'm not saying put him in the 80s, but put him at, put him at 73. Put him at least, at least 70. Yes. At least. He's the second lowest rated player from BYU in the league. The lowest is John Denny. The He's a long snapper. snapper. <laughs> are you kidding me? 56? Yeah, he's got 83 agility. The strength is laughable. Yeah. His it's, speed yeah, is okay, but... His speed's okay? He ran a 4-4 at the BYU Pro Day! What are we doing? You know what? Madden got us, though. Because oh, we're all they, talking about it. Yep, they got us. We're all talking about it. You win, Madden. We're talking about your game, and you didn't pay for it. Okay, really quickly to run down the <laughs> list again. Ziggy Onset, 80. Kyle Van Noy, 77. Jamal Williams, 76. Fred Warner, 74. Michael Davis, 72. 70s for Daniel Sorensen and Sione Takitaki. And a 50. Scoff! Six for Taysom Hill. Yeah. Woof. Buzz's <laughs> girlfriend. After the break, Squally Canada feels the love from his school class. Yeah, shout out to all of these school teachers out there doing some remarkable work, especially uh, our particular favorite, who Jerem just mentioned. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Shout out to today's guest. Elijah Bryant, NBA hopeful after a really solid performance in the NBA Summer League. The show is on demand via the podcast or the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Zacharias F. Wilson is not on the 30-man Davey O'Brien Award watch list for best quarterback. However, BYU will face two this season in USC's JT Daniels Overrated. and Utah State's Jordan Love. Men's basketball. Just BYU. Rated. Just rated. He's just rated. He's rated. BYU basketball will play their rivalry matchup against Utah in Salt Lake City on December 4th, as reported by the Salt Lake Tribune. The Cougars, 131 wins, 128 losses all time against the Utes. Oh. But a different number if you ask Utah. Mm-hmm. 49 and 74 in Salt Lake City. BYU won the last matchup by 15 points in December at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Cougars in the minors. Your boy, Brennan Lund, went four for seven with two RBIs and a doubleheader for the AAA Salt Lake Bees against the Sacramento Rivercats. This season, Lund is hitting 266 with eight homers and 46 RBIs. Michael Rucker pitched one inning, striking out two in an 8-3 to double-A Tennessee Smokies loss to the Mobile Bay Bears. And Jackson Clough went one for five in a single-A Hagerstown Suns 9-3 loss to the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Volleyball. 
The United States women's national team losing to Japan in three sets at Come the on. FIBB Women's Under-20 World Championships yesterday. Heather Knighting playing in all three sets. She tallied four points. Knighting in the U.S. will look to bounce back against Poland tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Today's rise and shout-outs now. For me, Jerem goes to Squally Canada. First for graduating BYU, which was a big accomplishment for Squally yeah. and in his family. And he's been spending time as a school teacher over the summer. And nice. a student came up to him and said, Mr. Canada, you're the best teacher ever, which got him emotional. And he posted about it on That's social great. media. I just love to hear things like that from Squally Canada. We wish him the best as he moves forward in his professional ventures. Keep it up, Squally. Give those kids a break, though. It's July. <laughs> uh, and Tennessee, mine goes to Tennessee for giving BYU the SEC ticket treatment. The Cougars game in Knoxville is priced at 50 bucks, the same as uh, South Carolina and Mississippi State. However, Tennessee playing fellow Tennessee team Vanderbilt is $40. Uh-huh. Georgia, by the way, starts at 110 well, that's what happens when you're Georgia and you're perennial top five team. But they took Georgia's OC, Jim Cheney. <laughs> Our question of the day, dealing with Area 51 and the Facebook group, no joke, called Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us, September 20th. Now up to 1.4 million people plus have signed up to attend the event. <laughs> and apparently it's going to be broadcast along uh, several different platforms <laughs> I, I think this could be insane <laughs> i'm I, I think people need to be careful i know like i, I think know. there are people that will actually do this i just calm down calm down okay it's a funny idea it's not actually a f- <laughs> the activity itself maybe you should take your uh, name off the list of attendees <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Your house is going to be bugged by the FBI. It's a Facebook. It probably already is. The whatever. CIA. Whatever. Anyway, our question of the day spins off of that. Which secrets would you find in the BYU sports version of Area 51? First of all, where would Area 51 be on BYU's campus? Probably wherever the dinosaur bones are. <laughs> like like are... three stories below Lavelle Edwards Stadium in a secret uh, bunker. Well, that's that's the thing. Is there are dinosaur bones buried? Apparently. Well, the dinosaur museum's across the street. There are secret tunnels underneath BYU. Well, yeah, to like drive cars and heat the place. Okay. Right? <laughs> and and for uh, for Greg Rubel to get from place to place. What are you going to find there? Steve Wozniak answers on Facebook. Steve Young, Jim McMahon, Ty Detmer are being cloned into one metahuman quarterback for the year 2030. Okay. This fall in the CW. See, I don't I know like about it. 2030. I think it's going to go with my tinfoil hat theory, and BYU is going to have this quarterback in 2023, 2024, right before the Power 5 shift happens so that they'll be awesome. Yeah, so add that to the tinfoil hat theory. Rick Williams on Facebook. A secret formula to conference realignment. I'll share it with you. Win more. <laughs> and don't be so picky. Okay. Done. At Humphrey Sean on Twitter. The quarterback factory. Remember that picture with Lavelle Edwards and his quarterbacks coming down? The actual factory? The actual factory. Like the actual equipment yes. and whatnot. Who's working there, by the way? Probably students for a low wage, unfortunately. Hopefully they're being paid well and have good benefits. Get that overtime. Troy Beagley on Facebook. There will be some hidden aliens this year that when they come out will come in force and determination. Their alienistic abilities will rock the college atmosphere this year. I'm lost on that one. 
So BYU's going to have alien athletes on the field? Is, is that how like, I'm interpreting this? Like from other countries? What are we talking about? Because that's a, a term. <laughs> like like Ziggy, he was a legal alien from Ghana. Is that, okay. What do we say? I'm confused. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. This from Jake R. Kemp in on Twitter. I'm guessing we would find a very Steve Rogers-like contraption that was used to create Taysom Hill. It was pro- He probably was created uh, as, as a freshman in high school that way because he's been... Muscly. You know what I didn't mention? Pocatello. The secret plans and data for one Brian Sweet, public enemy number one of BYU football, and the conspiracy to injure Taysom Hill. Okay? The same Utah State player injured Taysom Hill in 2012 and 2014. And ended his season both times. Like- I, I, I was in a decent mood. Until that, I know. Whenever his name is brought that, up, that's the that's the buzz just, name. It yeah. just just really gets me going. I, um, yeah, just just bothers me, man. Does it bother you more than the fifty six rating for Taysom Hill on Madden in twenty twenty? No, because that's whatever. It's <laughs> a bunch of nerds that make the game. Yeah, it's like who it's consul- who consulted on Taysom Hill for Madden football? Well, obviously not with Saints fans. Or with BYU fans. People that know Taysom know that this is a good player. I'm interested to see if he increases his uh, volume and production this year. Obviously, he's not the guy until Drew Brees is out. And Teddy Bridgewater will be the backup quarterback again, it would appear, unless I miss something. But Taysom Hill is going to be used in ways on the field. Will BYU use Jaron Hall in a Taysom Hill-like way? We'll see. I think if Taysom Hill is the backup in New Orleans, they don't use him like they use him, right? Teddy Bridgewater is the key to that whole thing. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time, but we had plenty of time to talk about Area 51 and play this music. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I need to watch Stranger Things Season 3. What are you waiting for? I, we need, I just well, I have watched some other stuff, so I just finished this. So I'll get on that. Tomorrow on the show is Jeremy Mitchell, Dave Rose's studio. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Kale. Kale Alui. We'll see you on BYU Sports Nation I at noon can't. Eastern. Alien!